Good morning, everyone. It is the 7th of November. My name is Lorna Denny, and I'm joined today by Niall McDonnell and Alex Byrne. Equity markets ended the week badly in the US, but were firmer in Europe and Asia. And it's all to do with the major central banks once again. Bank of England raised rates by 75 basis points, widely expected. That followed the same hike by the Fed. But now the Fed's rhetoric has not followed the expected script. Good morning, Lorna. Yes, the Fed delivered its fourth successive 75 basis point hike, continuing what has been the fastest hiking cycle in the Fed's history. This was largely expected, and also future markets are pricing in a 50 basis point hike in December. So what happened was the market is saying that it's expecting the Fed to slow down the bumper rate hikes. Now, the FOMC committee minutes seem to confirm this when they said, and I'm paraphrasing, for future rate hikes, we will consider the total hikes that have been done to date and also lag these for tempering inflation. This caused an intraday rally in bonds as they believe this was an indicator that it was slowing and also closer to a Fed pivot. However, in Powell's press conference post the release of the minutes, the only pivot that was apparent was an even more hawkish pivot. Powell basically said that rates will likely have to stay higher for longer based on current data and this caused bonds to reverse and sell off. So for the week, most bond indices were in the red and produced negative returns because of this rise of interest rates. Global government bonds were down about 80 basis points. US 10-year yield was 15 basis points higher to 4.16%. Euro government bonds also underperformed as because the ECB is behind the Fed on its hiking cycle and they're going to have to keep up hikes to keep in step with the Fed. This is or else the dollar will become too strong and likely cause higher levels of inflation in the Eurozone with imports and oil becoming more expensive. Clearly controlling inflation is still the number one priority for the Fed. Yes, the Fed will show, quote, resolve and patience in controlling inflation. Powell did highlight that the Fed will anticipate when rates are sufficiently tight, and at least this should allay fears they will keep on hiking until the economy is broken. Largely, the Fed's credibility is on the line here, as they misread the inflation dynamics and arguably kept monetary policy too loose and overstimulated the US economy during the COVID crisis. They really need to get inflation under control to restore faith in the system. Powell referred to the path to a soft landing as having narrowed, and that keeps alive the chances of perhaps a a mild recession in the US. And we heard a similar message from the European Central Bank, Alex. Morning, Lorna. Yeah, so Christine Lagarde stressed that a mild recession wouldn't stop them, the ECB, from raising rates. Perhaps not surprisingly, the euro promptly fell and the yield on German bonds rose. Inflation in the EU accelerated to 107 in October, whilst expecting to stay above that 2% level through 2024. So somewhat in response, the ECB raised its rates again by 75 basis points, to the highest level it's been since 2009. In addition, they also cut a key subsidy to banks. This is a means to influence the repayment of trillions worth of ECB loans, as well as alluding to the discussions on winding down government debt holdings, which will begin in December. All actions which act as constraints on the economies it covers. ECB did, however, say that that substantial progress had been made in the fight against the historic inflation and dropped reference in the policy statement to rate hikes at several more meetings, but then later rolled back on this. So like the US, there has been some evidence of mixed messaging from the central bank. It's interesting. Also, the Bank of Norway spoke of signs of economic slowdown, and that was visible for them in the easing of energy and freight prices. And they slowed the pace of their hikes to 25 basis points. And that's after Australia and Canada also slowed the pace. That's right. For the US and the euro, the markets are certainly expecting or perhaps hoping that the Fed and ECB are likely to rein back the pace of hikes, possibly looking for 50 basis points next time from the ECB, not 75, and then 25 in the intermittent period. The market 
took Lagarde's most recent comments on a substantial part of the policy being done as confirmation that rates may not end up as high as previously thought, or at least won't overshoot what they currently are. But you're right, we have seen a number of signal prices begin to falter and suggest that economic activity is beginning to slow. This will not only have an effect on inflation, but also means the bank will be conscious of not choking the economy into a deep recession. And there are a number of troubling signs out there. We had warnings on smartphone sales from Qualcomm and on laptop sales from Lenovo. And we had Maersk, the shipping giant, stating that global trade is flashing dark red. What did we learn from the October PMI data last week, Alex? Unfortunately, further bad news, I would say. You may remember that in general, the earlier released flash PMIs were significantly lower than expected, despite the forecast already being down meaningfully from the previous numbers. We didn't have much respite in the finalised numbers, which on the whole moved lower again, especially on the manufacturing side. Both manufacturing and services numbers for China fell into contraction territory below 50. Spanish, Italian, German and French manufacturing all disappointed. Already much lower numbers, taking Euro manufacturing down to 46.4, well below the 50 expansion territory. Services, though, was a slightly different story with slightly upgraded numbers in a few regions. However, this was still mostly below the previous numbers. One of the better releases was from the US, where manufacturing went back above 50 and services rebounded somewhat, but again, well below that previous data. And on Friday now, we had a more encouraging picture from the US non-farm payroll data. Yes, they were stronger than expected. We're in an environment, though, where good economic news is bad news for the markets, as it means that the Fed will need to continue hiking interest rates to cool down the economy. So non-farm payrolls came in stronger than expected in October. It was 261,000 jobs created versus 315 in September, but it was ahead of consensus in terms of job creation. The unemployment rate, though, was marginally higher at 3.7%, just below pre-pandemic lows. But really, the key message being that the labour market continues to be very robust and quite tight and this will keep the Fed closely watching it for signs for any weakness and that's going to be keenly focused again by markets because they need really a weaker job market and a weaker US economy for the Fed to stop or even pause hiking interest rates. Yes, they do indeed. But nearer term, though, we have just had China's October export data released this morning and showing a drop for the first time since 2020. That's the picture that Maersk was indicating last week. What is on your radar for this week now? The big data releases on Thursday with the US CPI. It's expected to plateau. One thing is, though, certain things we look at in Arcatas, longer term inflation expectations in swap markets have been increasing quite significantly over the last number of weeks. Also on Tuesday, we have the U.S. midterm elections. What is notable is the lack of focus that this has had by the market. Biden's approval ratings are quite low, and it seems unlikely that Democrats will keep control of both houses. Yes, and for you, Alex? COP27 begins in Egypt. Expect fewer big announcements, though, this year compared to last year. Plans will be made to execute on last year's promises to keep that 1.5 degrees alive. We also have Japanese GDP, which is expected to slow, as well as European GDP accelerating from the much lower numbers in Q2. Later in the week, we have European CPI, which is forecasted to drop from that high 10.7 number. Thank you both very much indeed. Thank you, Lorna. Thank you, Lorna.